0: Before we get to the episode, I've got something free for you. I'd love to give you a pack of Canva, Instagram story templates, and Pinterest templates that go with your unique brand's vibes. Whether you're more bright and colorful or more sophisticated and polished, I've got you covered. Take my website personality quiz at elizabethmccravey.com quiz, and you'll be matched with a few gorgeous DIYable website templates that would be perfect for your idle client's vibes. You'll also get 10% off your template purchase from my shop, a free month subscription, to show it a full brand personality profile to tell you what design your client is looking for. And of course, those awesome Canva templates, you can get it all now for free at elizabethmccravey.com slash quiz. Now here's the episode. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth McCravey, a website designer and business coach for entrepreneurs and your host for the Breakthrough Brand Podcast, the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on how to actually build a successful business. I don't skim the surface around here. If you want a deep dive into the nitty gritty details of what it takes to run a successful business and stand out in a crowd, you're in the right place. After creating a multiple six-figure-a-year website design business in my 20s, I'm ready to share everything I've learned and everything I'm still learning because I believe the keys to building a thriving business should never be a secret. Here you'll find episodes that are actionable, direct, and fun, like French chatting business over coffee and a fresh, honest take on the reality of being an entrepreneur. If you're ready to master online marketing, branding, website design, mindset, and business strategy, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to build your breakthrough brand. Let's do this. Designers, we've all experienced it when you've got a website to create, a brand to come up with ideas for, or even just like a Canva graphic you've got to make for your latest blog post, and your mind is creatively drawing blanks you can't focus, maybe you just don't feel like it, maybe you don't have the inspiration you need to really design and to sit down and design for a while to move the needle forward in a project. Well, today, I'm just going to literally share with you guys the things I do personally to get in the zone to get in flow as a designer when I'm doing design work. Now, some of you listening might do other types of creative work, I want to say you can still apply this applies to copywriting, photography, even bookkeeping, um, coaching, whatever you do, there is application because we all do creative work in our business. And even if you do something completely different than running a design business, you might still do design work. But today I'm talking primarily to my fellow brand and website graphic designer friends. So maybe you have a website template, you're customizing a website template, you're creating a client project where you're doing the branding and website design, the logo design, collateral, maybe it's a VIP day you're doing, whatever the case, these strategies will help you get focused, productive and in flow as you design your next work of digital art. So let's get into it. Before I get to the main tips in this episode, I want to share a quick tip for you, and that is to check out my ASAP client booking guide. So, if right now you're like, "Hey, I just want to find my next client, or even my first paying client as a designer," this guide is going to help you do just that. I'm sharing eight key strategies for finding clients as a designer, great places to look for clients that you might not have heard of and might not be thinking about, creative ways to get clients that you might be missing, and practical tips for implementing these strategies. And I'm also sharing my own journey of like how I found my first paying clients as a designer and my early clients. So the guy is absolutely free. Go to McCravey.com slash ASAP to download it. And it's going to be a great helper to this episode. You're you're learning here how to get creative um, as a designer and get in the zone. This is going to help you get those clients so you can do that. So that's elizabethmccravey.com slash ASAP. So we've been working behind the scenes over here on a new template that I actually just launched last week. And it had me thinking about this topic, like literally working on the template. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a podcast episode about that. So two different times in my template creation process, I found myself really needing to get in a good state creatively. So first was when I was in the ideas time, like what is template gonna be? What are the fonts are the images, the colors, the vibe? Who's it for all of that kind of stuff, like kind of the brand discovery aspect of building a template. And then later was in the process where I was going through and making really big tweaks to it and like visioning, okay, like what cool stuff can we do within this template. So both of those times and some other times in the project as well, but both those times in particular, I sat down for a particularly long time where I'm like, I need to be creative, I need to get in the zone. And I love this time. It's one of my favorite things in the world as a designer to just be able to get in the zone, be creative, just me and the design project, and is a treasure and a treat for me to be able to turn on some of the other business hats I wear like when I'm you know doing my finances or coming up with social media content or even things like writing outlines for this podcast like me and the design and just doing design work is a completely different experience and one that I truly treasure and I know a lot of you guys listening feel the same way uh, because you love being designers and you love that work of doing design work. So when it's just me and my design, it's wonderful. And as someone who loves designing, these are things I do to make the love happen by getting in the zone and being able to like focus seriously on it. So I have, how many things do I have? I have five different things that I'm going to talk through that I do. And I want to encourage you to know, you got to make this your own, right? This is what I'm telling you works for me. So hear my process and be like, okay, cool. That works for Elizabeth. Maybe it'll work for me. Maybe it won't. Take what works, leave what doesn't. But this is what I have found that really helps me get creative. So first thing, dedicate more than 30 minutes or a quick work session to the design task at hand. So what I mean by this is that when you're sitting down at your computer and you're already feeling rushed, you're going to produce lower quality work. So for me personally, great designs are not created in little 30 minute stints over the course of months where I'm fitting it in between two different meetings, fitting it in only during nap time. It's made when I really get to sit down and be like with that design uninterrupted for like at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Now there does become a point in the like in the creative process, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this. But where you get that feeling of like, I have just looked at this too long. Like you've looked at the logo you're working on. You've been staring at that like illustrator document too long. And you're like, I can't really proceed anymore. Like I need a break from this. Your eyes need a break. Your mind needs a break. You can't even tell if the work is good anymore because you've been looking at too long. So that's when I would say. You know you need a break and you need to come back to that design later, probably like the next day or at least taking a break to either do something else in your business or like get out of the house, away from the computer and come back with refreshed eyes. But generally what I would say is when you're able to, and again, this is what works for me, but plan to actually sit down for at least an hour to be able to work on the creative work uninterrupted and without some upcoming tight deadline. Like for example, knowing you have a median 30 minutes with the client, like that's not going to help you be super creative when you're like up against a median 30 minutes. Um, or, you know, you have, you know, only 20 minutes until you have to go pick up your kids from school, give yourself more time than that. And I would say to particularly give yourself creative work days where you have space to really design. So something I do, you know, as business owners, we have to take meetings, I take more meetings than i like honestly would like to in my business at this point. But I like to have at least a few days a week where I have no meetings, so that I can do this kind of creative work today as I'm actually recording this podcast episode for you guys is a day where I have zero meetings. And so I'm able to get in the zone creatively. In this case, today, it's a writing day for me. So I'm like, writing outlines, recording and creating content from that sense. But I do the same thing with design days, trying to have a day where it's no means so I can kind of get in flow and just focus on design stuff. So that's the first one. I know some seasons of life, it's harder to do more than like, you know, 30 minutes or a quick work session. But I would say give yourself the space, like try as much as you can. And that'll help you be really creative. A lot of us as designers too are more creative at night. Uh, I know for me, even before becoming a mom, a time I really loved to do my design work for clients was literally after like five, after 7pm and just like staying up late a little bit. Well, I say late, like say it maybe till like nine working. And I've really enjoyed that. And I felt really creative at that time. So maybe that's the time for you that you can truly get some uninterrupted work time to do design stuff, but whatever it is, just try to give yourself some time so you can really get in the zone. Okay, second thing get the right noises going, the right sounds going. So a playlist that vibes with the vibe you're working on that vibes with that client, or if you're at a point in the design process where you don't really want music, because like words, and even the notes, of the music will be distracting. That's usually true for me early in the design process, then use something like white noise, brown noise, or um, you guys, if you're a long time podcast, listener, you've heard me share about the binaural YouTube video I love. I'll link to that in the show notes. But that's something that would be be great background noise when you're in that point in the process, and then maybe later your preferred background noise might be, you know, listening to a playlist that really vibes with that client or that project. So, here's what this looks like for me just to give you like an actual scoop of what I do for this. So, usually early in the project, like I said, when I'm more in the planning phase where I might be writing a lot and things like that, I'm liking the binaural beats. Then, once it's design time, I like music playlists that vibe with the the vibe I'm working on. And then at other points in the project, I might go back to wanting the binaural beats or just silence. And then I have had times in my life where I'm able to like listen to a podcast while doing design work. I will be honest though, that tends to be more distracting for me than helpful. So, you know, teach their own. Some people like to listen to podcasts while they're designing, but I feel like I can't multitask that well, especially that we're a business podcast, maybe more of like just a fun um, kind of getaway type of podcast I could do. But generally, music. is more of my preference so for my latest template though again I was just doing this process but for my latest template the Carrie template I actually was listening it's gonna feel funny to share this but to Gossip Girl playlist on YouTube and Spotify as my background music so Gossip Girl you know if you've watched it you know but it's like an older it's older now but it doesn't feel like it should be considered an older show there was a reboot of it but it kind of has like that New York Upper East Side vibe to it. And I felt like that really jammed well with the Carrie template. And I hadn't heard a lot of that music in a while, again, because it's an older show. So it's a lot of good throwback music there. But I really do feel like that helped me get in the vibe of the template. Another example is when I was designing my Leanne template, Taylor Swift's Lover album was on repeat for me with that one. And you can kind of even see that in the vibe of the template and in the vibe of the Carrie template. So um, that's just a fun little thing there. Another idea I had If you're not sure what to listen to when it's like a client project, you could ask your client, like, hey, if their brand was a playlist, if their brand was a musical artist, what would it be? Um, And ask them to tell you like, hey, my brand mostly aligns with this Taylor Swift album, you know, or whatever it is. And then you try to pull that into what you're listening to. That could be a fun little um, way to kind of connect with the client and their brand in a unique way. So that's number two, though, get the right sounds going. Number three, have a design drink And light a candle. So I know that sounds so funny. Again, this is what works for me. But this is truly what I do. So have a drink and a candle. Uh, When I'm going to be sitting down for a while designing and getting the vibes going, I love to have a special beverage. And by special beverage, what I mean by that is usually it's a latte from a coffee shop for me where I literally will go out and like go to Starbucks. We have coffee shops are literally everywhere near our house um, so I'll go get a, a coffee or if I'm home something we buy pretty frequently is the La Colombe canned coffee drinks absolutely love those so we usually buy like one or two a week and so I would just possibly have one of those as like my special designing drink if I'm not going out to get a coffee other times it might be something like a kombucha or olipop I've also had evening sessions when I'm designing at night where I'll have like a glass of wine while I'm working so I also love lighting a candle to signify the start and end of a work session. So I really do think that just sets the vibe. I actually do that just on normal work days in general, when I'm going to be in my office for a few hours straight, I will literally have a candle on my desk. Once one burns out, I replace it with another one. But I like that candle And it gives my office really good sense. My office is fairly small. So like it really does like with the door closed, fill up the room with whatever that smell is, which is so nice. And again, it kind of can signify like, okay, I'm lighting this candle to start and I'm blowing it out when it's stop time. So if you feel like you're struggling To get in the zone and also just kind of struggling to like maybe even multitask when designing, it could help you to do this of like, hey, I'm designing as long as this candle's lit and like I'm going to blow it out. I'm going to do something else. If you're struggling to stay focused, that could be a good thing. But I also just think it's fun um, to kind of have a special drink and candle when you're going into a longer design session. Okay, number four. Go pen to paper on what you're planning to design and what you're working through. So most of you guys listening to this are doing digital design work, whether that be a website, a brand, podcast graphics, brochure, a carousel on Instagram, whatever it is, most of it is through our computers. But that does not mean that you have to stay on the computer the whole time as a designer. And I think this is one of the huge keys to like, really good creative work as a designer, but like, get away from the computer some and work with paper. So for example, make a list of the sections you're designing and working through on paper, draw things out on paper to wireframe. And when I say draw things out, it doesn't need to be super fancy, you can just get some markers, get a pen, and you're just like, you're, you're just kind of like drawing squares and circles and lines and to you it means something but maybe it doesn't look like anything on paper so I just want to encourage you if you're not feeling creative close your laptop out or go in a different room that does not have your computer and put pen to paper and just try to get more creative juices flowing so some things I love to do for this um, particularly I, I, I seriously think this is such a good hack but you know we all buy things on Amazon constantly right or get packages in the mail save some of those cardboard boxes deconstruct them and then use them to do this type of wire framing Uh, the reason I like cardboard boxes is because it might be longer than just a sheet of paper longer and bigger and so I will save those boxes um, and then obviously I recycle them once I'm done because I've already broken them down which is nice because for recycling boxes they want you to you know break the boxes down so you already got that stuff done but I'll um draw on them typically with Sharpies and kind of wireframe that way. Really love that. Another option if you're like, no, Elizabeth, getting cardboard boxes is too much for me. That's totally fine. Some days is for me as well. Other things I'll do is just use some scrap paper or just some printer paper and like tape them together again to make it longer, especially for websites. If you're building a website to make it that longer version and wireframe it out, draw it out that way. And again, closing the laptop when you do this, you'll just be, I think you'll be really surprised prize, but how many unique ideas you come up with doing it this way. Another example to kind of bring in branding and brand designers, logo designers here. When I was in college, and if any of you guys uh, also studied graphic design in college, you might've had a similar experience, but whenever we had um, in my like logo class here with the actual brand identity class, whatever it was called, we had tons of different projects all year where we had to do Branding, like for made up companies. We had, I literally took two, well, I took a whole year of brand design, brand design one and brand design two. So two different semesters. Anyway, the process my teacher made us do, it's so wild to think back on this, but I totally see how it was so helpful. So whenever we were starting, like, kind of the creative process of creating a logo for this made up company, one thing we had to do was, I want to say it was 50, it might have been 100 though for some projects, but we had to draw out. 50 to 100 logos pen to paper on actual physical paper uh, before we started working on the computer. And the idea there is that you're coming up with 50 like unique logo concepts, and some of them are going to be bad, some of them are going to be great. But what would happen for me is like, usually like one through 10 were kind of like the really obvious ways you could work with this brand's, you know, name or whatever it was. And then once we got more towards like number 50, it was like, okay, I'm being really creative here and coming up with some interesting ideas. And then you go back through, you kind of look at which ones do you like the most, and then you start going to the computer into Illustrator from there. But I really love that process because it challenged you to think creatively without the computer. And also just to not let your mind stop after like three ideas, which is what we can be tempted to do when we're feeling rushed or just not feeling that creative. So try that maybe for a branding project or some other kind of graphic design project, like just draw out a lot of different options uh, before you go to the computer. So really love that. That's number four. Go pin the paper when you're designing before you go to the laptop or just even as an alternative time from the laptop. Okay, the final one, and this one is so huge, I saved this huge one for last, but stop looking at other designers' work while you're designing. So don't be pulling up other people's websites, other people's brands, Pinterest searches for websites that are similar to whatever industry you're working within while you are also doing design. You should not have show it up in one tab and some other website you're trying to look at in another tab. So if you're designing something when someone else's work pulled up the whole time, like in that other browser window, that's lazy design work. And you can do better than that. That's like my encouragement to you. That's like kind of getting lazy. That's where some of these other strategies, I think, are going to help you. And of course, there's like caveats to that where there's unique circumstances. So I hope no one feels personally called out when I say that. But generally speaking, you should not be toggling back and forth between, again, like Squarespace or Show It and this other website while you're designing. You're going to feel pulled to do that when you're not feeling creative, when you're feeling rushed on time or or something we all can feel like when we feel a little imposter syndrome, when you feel like someone else has the design answer that you cannot get to yourself. So I just want to encourage you not to do that, to just avoid that. And we've all been there. We've all fallen into that trap. I have personally done that before. So as I say, don't do that. I'm saying like, I've done that before. Learn from my mistake. It truly, when I've done that has felt like lazy design work. And so I don't do that anymore. I don't do that. And I'm not saying you can't look at other people's work in your design discovery process. But using things like Pinterest, or, you know, if your client has sent you like, here's three examples of websites they like, or here are their competitors and things like that, that part should be an earlier part of your design discovery process, not something you're doing piece by piece as you design whatever it is like, it should not be like, okay, I'm going to go look at this canvas on this side, and now go back to my side and design something. It should be a part of the earlier discovery process. So again, not saying don't ever look at Anyone else's work, but don't do it while you're literally making the thing right there. So, yeah, again, that can look a lot of different ways. Hope no one feels called out, but I also know you guys can relate to that. And that's how unintentional copying happens and work that's just not truly like work to us, um, and not as truly creative as it could be because you are creative. You're a designer. You're amazing and you have your own gifts and style and work to bring to the world. And when you are like side by side trying to do your work while can't someone else's it's going to really stifle that creativity. So that is it. Those are my five ways that I get in the zone when I'm designing. So those are things that work for me. And I would love to hear what works for you. So come over to Instagram, tell me what you do to get in the zone creatively. I'd love to hear it. I'll do a post probably the day this airs or around them where you could share your ways and you guys might have some I totally am like Oh my gosh. That's such a great idea. I hadn't even thought of that. And lastly, as we close, I want to encourage you, if you are looking for more help building your design business, come check out Booked Designer, like at least come look at the sales page, explore what the course is and what it has to offer. It has truly transformed so many designers businesses. And if you don't know what the course is, it is a business course for designers. So I'm not teaching you, here's how to like design a logo, here's how to work show it. But I'm teaching you like, hey, you've got the design skills, here's how to make that into a business that actually makes money, that actually has clients, that actually markets itself, that knows the finances, that knows how to like run the client process, all of that sort of stuff, it's all in the course. And this is not a course you have to take like start to finish. You totally can. A lot of people do, But I like to think of it as a toolkit where you like take the modules you need when you need them and you go back to others later. So for example, if you're a brand new designer, you might kind of focus on some of the early modules that are more about like niching, ideal clients, setting up your own website and your marketing on social media, marketing in general. I mean, there's a ton about marketing in this course, but then like maybe you've already done all that and you're like, hey, I've got a full client load. I'm needing to figure out how to like run client projects in a way that isn't burning me out that you're going to want to spend a lot of time in the, um, while we're the client process module, there's also a whole module on discovery calls and like the booking process. There's a module on finances and legal side of your business. I mean, it's just, it's a huge course. There's over 90 lessons in it. Uh, and in addition to that, you get group coaching with me and you get a community with all the other designers where, I mean, gosh, our Facebook group is so active. I feel like it's truly one of the best spots on the internet for designers and people are constantly posting in there. Or things like this even, where they might be sharing, here's how they get in the zone, um, asking questions like what's working for you in this way. And yeah, so I just want to encourage you to come check out Booked Designer. Again, we have coaching calls pretty periodically. Let me actually look real quick. Our next coaching call is coming up really soon. Yeah, it's Monday, April 24th. So if you join before then, you'll be able to get in on that coaching call. But again, we have coaching calls mostly every month with some months where we take off. So anyway, that's it. Go check it out, elizabethmccravey.com slash BOD to check out the course and I'll be back next week with another fun podcast episode. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today and for staying until the end. I appreciate you being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I want to invite you to check out my online course and coaching program for designers, Booked Out Designer. In this program, I teach you how to build a successful in demand booked out business as a designer. You'll learn everything from the exact experience I take my clients through to things like figuring out your niche, mastering discovery calls, pricing your services for profit, creating contracts that will not cost calls you legal troubles, and my exact social media strategies to book clients. You even get to watch recordings of me in actual meetings with my actual clients so you can really learn through what you're seeing. We take things you're learning on this podcast and so many topics I never even cover on the show and deep dive into them. So in addition to the amazing course, the course is nine modules of teaching with over 90 lessons, you get group coaching calls with me and access to an exclusive Facebook community of designers just like you. And fun fact, this isn't one of those kind of Facebook groups where the founder never comments on posts or you never see them in there. You'll find me there all the time, ready to help you out with any business question you have. So to get info on the course and to see when the doors will be opening again, head to BOD, short for Booked Out Designer. I hope to be able to coach you and teach you inside of the course soon. And don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. And a great way to support the show is to leave a rating and review, share it with a friend, share it on social media, all of that will help get the word out. All right, I'll see you again next week.